Hello, 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 and welcome back to this, the bonus part of this week's FYI, where we're taking you to Coney Island. I hope you guys are eager to go there on your next trip to New York City. I would leave a whole day for it, but really, you could do it in a morning or an afternoon. There's just one thing that I forgot to tell you. If you're going for the rides, check the timetables, check the season, because I think they close for the winter. So the rides are only open a couple months of the year. But I've been there in the middle of the winter, and it is absolutely gorgeous because there's nobody there. You have the boardwalk to yourself. The rides are all closed. It's almost like a post-apocalyptic movie. And my wife, uh, she had never gone. She, she had been to New York, like many people, time and time again. You know, She loves New York, but she had never been to Coney Island. And now it is one of her favorite places. And I can say the same for her aunt and uncle who came from Burgos. I told them, I go, guys, this is a little bit off the beaten path, but it is well worth it, as I said earlier. And it's just a subway ride from Manhattan, but uh, depending, I think it could take about an hour and a half or so because it's all the way at the end of Brooklyn. But that's kind of cool, and that's what made it popular. It was close to the city, but not too close. And that's always been part of the draw, part of the attraction that, that this place has. That, the quirkiness, and I think the fact that so many famous people have talked about it, written about it, uh, songs, movies, which we'll look at a little bit later. But even if the rides are closed, there's always a reason to go, even if it's to have the best hot dog you've ever had in the world. Now, let me give you a word to the wise. If all you want is a Nathan's hot dog, there are many Nathan's hot dogs locations all over the city. You don't have to go to Coney Island. But if you want to go to the original Nathan's, I mean, the one that where Nathan used to hang out, <laughs> you know, uh, the original, that is Coney Island. And you got to go down there again. Do a couple different things. Stop by the aquarium if it's the winter. There's always some kind of plan. Now, one of the most famous things that happens there is the Mermaid Parade. And this is a quirky, crazy, wacky parade. It's not like the Thanksgiving Day Parade. This is where people dress up in drag and they dress up as in these extravagant costumes as mermaids and... It's really, really cool. There's live music. I used to go year after year. If you're ever in New York during the Mermaid Parade, you have to go to Coney Island and experience it because I could tell you all about it. But until you see it with your own eyes and you see, I mean, I imagine last time I was there, I remember seeing this float and this group of people. They were actually friends of friends. And as I was saying hello to them, they were, I mean, it looked like they had more makeup and more extravagant costumes than, you know, the cast, el reparto of Les Miserables. Like, I'm talking attention to detail, and it's like no parade you've ever seen before. And remember the expression, uh, don't let anyone rain 
on your parade. And it really, really is. You could probably find some videos on the internet. Just Google Mermaid Parade Coney Island. And again, watching the videos, that's cool. But experiencing it, there's nothing like it. And we talked about the Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh, you know, all the different parades that happen in New York City. But this one is one of a kind. We already talked about the hot dog eating contest. Remember, I think the the right now the record is 70 hot dogs in 10 minutes and their buns. So I would train if you're going to go there for that. It takes place on the 4th of July, but I wouldn't recommend it. Have you seen these guys? They're monsters. They're like wild animals. And speaking of wild animals, uh, we should talk about the polar bears that are in Coney Island. What? Okay, maybe sharks. Maybe jellyfish. Jellyfish are medusas. Uh, maybe sea urchins. A sea urchin is un erizo. And un erizo de tierra is a hedgehog, just so you don't mix those up. But you're thinking polar bears in Coney Island? I mean, what are you talking about? Well, as you guys know, there's an association of swimmers. Usually it's older men who get together and they take a dip in frigid waters. And I'm sure you have these kind of clubs in Spain. But every year, the Polar Bear Club has the Polar Bear Plunge in Coney Island. And these participants go down there. It's on New Year's Day. Uh, New Year's Day is el primer día del año nuevo. New Year's Eve is Noche Vieja. And they go down there starting around noon, around 1 p.m., and they dress in costumes, uh, Viking helmets, Santa hats, or whatever you want. Some people go half naked. And they take a dip in the chilly Atlantic. Now, you guys know me. You know I'm a daring guy. But I don't know if I would do that. Uh, they call it the polar bear plunge. And that's a good word as well. A plunge is sumergirse. So to take the plunge, zambullirse, también es tirarse de cabeza. So here's my question. Would you guys do it? Would you take the plunge? <laughs> I don't think I would. Well, I already told you how I feel about that water, it's a bit murky. Murky is como uh, turbio, uh, oscuro. It's murky water. And uh, how about you go first? I'll follow. So I'm not saying that I wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it there. Hey, but if you're up for it, suit yourself. Tu mismo. Now, I also told you I was going to tell you guys about we all live in the yellow submarine, the yellow submarine, the yellow submarine. When I was growing up, <laughs> I went to school singing the jello submarine thanks to my father. So I don't want you guys to make that mistake. It's not el submarino de gelatina, es la amarilla, yellow Jello. Pues yo, claro, oía a mi padre cantarlo y él decía, We all live in the jello submarine. Y claro, I, when, I, when I got to kindergarten and they said, What's your favorite song? And I said, The jello submarine. And the kids laughed at me. I think I was <laughs> scarred, cicatrizado por vida. And we're going to look at scars coming up uh, with Al Capone in a moment. But, man, I'll never forget that moment. They were like, it's not jello, it's yellow. 
So don't make the same mistake I made. But what is this yellow submarine business? What's this yellow submarine in Coney Island? What does it have to do with the Beatles? Well, absolutely nothing. But if you guys know there was an ocean liner, it's a very famous one called the Andrea Doria. Okay, the SS Andrea Doria. And it sunk off the coast of Nantucket. Okay, Nantucket is up by Boston in that area. This was in 1956. Well, this welder, somebody who welds metal, fuses metal together, a welder. His name was Jerry Bianco, and he had a bright idea. He said, wait a second, there's a lot of money that went down there. There's treasure. There was a lot of rich people on that boat. And, well, I'm going to build a submarine. And I'm going to go down there and I'm going to recover that treasure. So he decided to build a submarine. He made it yellow. I don't know if it was because of the Beatles or maybe that was the only metal he could get his hands on. So he built this yellow submarine and he was all ready to go over and discover this and get rich from all these treasures he found in this shipwreck. Shipwreck is naufragio. And so he set out on his maiden voyage, su primer viaje, and the vessel toppled over. Se volcó. <laughs> and then later on it was damaged and it was washed up ashore. To wash up ashore is llegar a la orilla by a storm. And so that yellow submarine, which is kind of eerie looking, if you Look at a picture of it. It doesn't look as fun, as as nice as the Beatles one. It looks like it's just this rusty, yellow, submarine-like thing there. But, hey, you can tell people, I went to Brooklyn, I went to Coney Island, and I saw the yellow submarine. Just remember, you'll have a lot of explaining to do after that when they say, what does the Beatles have to do with Coney Island. Doesn't make any sense. What does this group, the Beatles, have to do with Coney Island? Uh, absolutely nothing. But Al Capone has something to do with Coney Island. And we looked at the word scar before, cicatriz, and that was Al Capone's nickname. Although, you shouldn't call him that. He did not like that nickname at all. He couldn't stand it. But that was his nickname because he had a scar on his face. And he got that scar in Coney Island, in Coney Island, Brooklyn. Young Al Capone, picture it, imaginatelo. He was working at a bar called the Harvard Inn. Again, this place is a movie in itself. There, there are many movies that tell the story of Coney Island, but Coney Island is its own movie. And I don't know if anybody's written the exact story of this night. I know there are many movies and books about Al Capone, but you could make a movie just about how he got the job here. And so he was living in Coney Island and working at a bar called the Harvard Inn. And a man named Frank Galluccio and his sister Lena and his date Maria came in for a drink. And Al was mesmerized by Lena. He was gaga over Lena. And he wouldn't stop trying to chat her up. To chat her up is hablar con ella, pero con el, un poco para ligar, ¿no? He wanted to hook up with her, ligar con ella. So uh, he made some comments that uh, Frank didn't like. 
okay? Because you guys know, these Italian guys, these mafia guys, they don't like the disrespect thing. They're all about respect. Even if later they kill people, at least they do it respectfully. <laughs> all right? So he wasn't too happy with young Al, Al Capone's uh, attitude and, you know, these comments he was making. So he demanded, he said, I want you to apologize to my sister Lena. And uh, and Al Capone, being a defiant young man, refused. He said, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not, I am not apologizing to anyone. And then Frank, Frank was a little tipsy. He was a little drunk. Normally that happens when you go to a bar. He pulled out a knife, sacó una navaja, and he sliced little Al Capone's face. And the rest is history. That day, he obviously got sliced open. That scar would stay with him for life. And he was so embarrassed that, you know, he got that scar from a mafioso, a made guy, a mobster, right? Son diferentes formas de decir mafiosos, that he told people that he got it as a result of fighting in France during World War II. Liar, liar, pants on fire. We caught you, Al Capone. I also told you there was a Cary Grant connection. Yeah, that's right. Cary Subvención. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Not funny, not funny. Pero si te acuerdas de la palabra subvención, está bien. <laughs> Cary Grant connection. Well, this dapper Hollywood actor, dapper is uh, super guapete, arreglado, formal. This dapper Hollywood actor, before he was the big shot he became on the silver screen in movies like North by Northwest and, well, many, many movies, he was captivating crowds at Coney Island. There I go with my alliteration. Sorry, guys, I can't help it. No lo puedo evitar. Well, that's right. He was an entertainer captivating crowds at Coney Island just trying to make ends meet. Llegara fin de mes. And he had these stilts. How do you say stilts? Well, these stilts are things that performers use to make them uh, taller. You say uh, zancos. Yeah, eso. Zancos. Stilts. So he was clowning around and just, you know, honing his skills before he got to Hollywood over in quirky Coney Island. And now let's take a look at some of the movies that take place in Coney Island. As I said, there are tons of them. There are songs that are inspired by this place. And now my question for you in this episode is, what are you waiting for? Next time you go to New York, make sure you go to Coney Island. You won't regret it. No te arrepentirás. But until then, let's see where we can find Coney Island in movies. If you guys remember the final battle against the Vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming, that takes place at Coney Island. You can see the boardwalk and everything in the background. Uh, Woody Allen's 2017 film Wonder Wheel with Kate Winslet, we talked about it earlier. It's set in the 1950s, eh, ambientado, I think you say, set in the 1950s, and it takes place in Coney Island. And it is, as I said, I'm not even a big Woody Allen fan, to be honest with you. But I've got to say, this movie is a masterpiece. Maybe it's because I love Coney Island, and in a lot of the scenes, 
You see the wonder wheel in the background, witnessing all the amazing stories that are happening below it at Coney Island. Filmmaker Darren Aronofsky grew up in Brighton Beach, which is in Coney Island too. It's the beach right to the left of Coney Island, Brighton Beach. Uh, Woody Allen has a movie called Brighton Beach Memoirs. Mira, ahí tienes otro. But Darren Aronofsky, a lot of his films, his first two films, Pi, you say Pi, el número este, you, uh, Pi, nosotros suena igual, Tarta que Pi, el número. Pi in 1998 and the amazing Requiem for a Dream in 2000. Those took place in Coney Island. He set the movies in an area he was familiar with, and it tells the story of that area. And Coney Island, it's got a lot of variety. You've got a really rich area. There are gated communities, and there are some communities that are... <sighs> very low income you know they're they're barely scraping by to scrape by is another way of say llegar a fin de mes so it's really really tough it's i remember seeing a lot of people who were mentally ill some homeless people so a lot of these movies if you notice they talk about imperfect people they talk about quirky people they talk about the residents of coney island who are so influenced by the place that they mirror coney island or maybe coney island mirrors its people but it's fascinating because it has its own signature it has its own feel another movie was the 1997 film the warriors which is about a gang called the warriors <laughs> los guerreros and they have to fight their way back to Coney Island after they were accused of a murder that they did not commit. So that one's centered around Coney Island as well. Classic film from 1979. Even Steven Spielberg wanted something to do with Coney Island. Anything. He's, he's like, I got to use Coney Island in one of my movies. Okay, okay. Maybe he didn't say that. But he did. He ended up using Coney Island as the background in his movie AI, which came out in 2001. Obviously, AI is artificial intelligence. And it's when they take a submersible. If you guys remember this scene, they take a submersible to the Blue Ferry which turns out to be a statue. It turns out is acaba siendo. It turns out to be a statue from a submerged attraction at Coney Island. And then you'll see a little bit later on, Teddy and David in the scene, they, they get trapped in the Ferris wheel. When the Ferris wheel falls on their very their vehicle excuse me and we already know that's not just any ferris wheel it's the wonder wheel it's the story of love oh and i forgot to tell you the wonder wheel is not your average ferris wheel not just because of the love stories and all of that but also because the cars los vagones se mueven so you're not always in the pl in the same place. They slide around. They go in and then they come back out and they do like these S shapes. Take a look at the Wonder Wheel and you'll see it's uh, a Ferris wheel with a twist. Also in the final scene of the movie Cloverfield, a movie that came out in 2008, it shows the main characters on the Ferris wheel, the famous Wonder Wheel at Coney Island. So I'm convinced that if you guys see these movies, when you go to Coney Island, you're going to say, 
I've been here before. And that's that's the same thing people say about New York City. That's probably the number one comment I hear from my students and friends here in Spain that go to the United States and go to New York. They say, you know, I, I had deja vu. I felt like I had been there before. Well, Coney Island is in tons of movies as well. And if you check out these movies, next time you go to Coney Island, you'll get that same familiar feeling. And Coney Island is also in one of my favorite movies. It's a, a quirky movie, a silly movie, sophomoric, if you will. And the movie is called The Other Guys. It stars Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. They're a great comedic duo. And there's a scene at the end of the movie where there's a peacock. Un, a peacock is un pavo real. That's funny. We don't call it a royal turkey, guys. We call it a peacock, <laughs> which is kind of a weird word now that I say it aloud. Well, there's a, at the end, there's a peacock that is flying over Coney Island. And you can see Coney Island in all its splendor. And I mentioned it a little bit before, but before we get going, something that I want to tell you is that Coney Island has been through its share, su turno, uh, su porción de altibajos, ups and downs. In fact, Fred Trump, Donald Trump's son, no, no, wait a second, not Donald Trump's son, Donald Trump's father, he had something to do with destroying the amusement parks in the 60s. I won't get too into it because there's a lot of zoning and real estate deals, but he owned the amusement park and he couldn't wait to tear it down, tirarlo, derrumbarlo, and build housing. But thank God Fred Trump didn't get his way because a lot of people have tried to have their way with Coney Island. Even Disney was looking at buying Coney Island from New York and making a Disney park there. And I think Coney Island resisted. The people of Coney Island resisted because Coney Island shouldn't be anything that should be defined or anything that anybody from outside wants to make it. Coney Island can be whatever you want. It doesn't have to be about magical princesses and themes. It could just be about frozen treats and roller coaster rides. And I guess that's a good way to describe Coney Island. It's been a roller coaster. Una montaña rusa. People thought that Coney Island was dead forever. But because people cared, because Coney Island is such a unique place, they have saved Coney Island time and time again. There were many times when its doors were closed and everything was in disrepair. But like the Phoenix, Coney Island has risen from the ashes. And I think that's a great lesson that we can learn, that no matter how far down we go, we can keep getting back up. And... Hold on tight and enjoy the ride, which is Agarra Fuerte y Disfruta del Viaje o del Camino. I hope you've enjoyed the ride so far, my amigos. It's been a pleasure here with you on two seasons of FYI. I'm really looking forward to the third season. Remember to send me your suggestions. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of FYI.